Welcome, Guardians, to the newest episode of the Cryptarch Historical Society. I, I was going to start the show strong, but I can't even say society today. It just <laughs> seems to be a thing. Um, I'm one of your Lorians, uh, Slayton. I play a warlock. And I'm joined by my other Lorian noob, Maddie Bugs. Hello, everybody. I'm a hunter. And, of course, we have two lore masters and with us today is any hello um, your fellow hunter here yeah the hunters i'm outnumbered today because physitron's not here um so we started talking about the story of the fallen and the elites the elite every time i want to say it right if i'm not thinking i can say it if i'm looking at it elixir. or i need to say it right i can't so i'm just calling them the fallen think elixir <laughs> Only with, instead of the R, it's Snee. Yeah, it's it's Lick one of those things. If I'm looking at it, I can't <laughs> say it. Like, all last episode, I couldn't say it. I can't say it now. I'm referring to them as Fallen, y'all. You can call it what you want. <laughs> and so one of the things we talked about was kind of how there's the sympathetic villain. But also, they're really divided. Like, there's a lot of houses. And we've come across a lot of them in the games. And so we're going to spend... A couple of episodes talking about the ones we've come across in Destiny 2 because they're really relevant right now. And uh, we've had a lot of fallen encounters in Destiny 2 and a lot of stories with them. A little bit more, I feel, than in Destiny 1. But we're going to kick it off with um, one of the from Destiny 2 that when I was looking at I was like, who the hell are they? I had to look them up. So, <laughs> Innie, tell us about the House of Dusk. So... Uh, House of Dusk was basically the, well, Aldrinsov's first attempt of uniting the Elixni as a united front. Uh, how this ended up happening was he got into contact with the Kel of the House of Kings, and he basically made the, the Kel provide fealty to him. So once he had gained control, he sent out a message to the uh, the... Kel of the House of Kings decided to send out a message to all the other houses to unite under one banner as they had been completely decimated time and time and again after the events of Destiny 1. So this is about a year before the start of the Red War. And once the Red War started, they had fully united and under the name of House Dusk, but the problem with House Dusk is that they were basically having issues of every time they tried to do something, they would fail at it. Even though they tried hard, they kept failing and failing and failing. What is it about the Awoken royalty wanting to dominate the Fallen? Um, are they just easy or something? Because Mara had hers. And now Aldrin's like, well, I want mine. So he goes out and tries to get his twice, supposedly, quote unquote, we'll get to that. Um, do, do the Awoken just want to, like, rule the galaxy like Cabal or what? I mean, you could see it that way, maybe. Well, how do you see it? Well, but aren't the the Elixni at that point kind of been pushed out to the edge? So that they kind of made their home um, around the reef and kind of near where where the queen and, and Aldrin would have been at. 
So is it more of a, a convenience for them? And then they, they end up having, because at that point when they, especially with Mara, wasn't we still kind of considered an enemy to her or she really didn't know. So we, they had like a common bond against everybody else. We just want to be here and left alone. And anybody comes in our area, we're going to fight against. I don't know. That's kind of how I thought of it, but maybe I'm wrong on that part. I think it was uneasy allies. And it was like, uh, what was it? Uh, it was a pulp. It's based on circumstances. So the whole entire situation they were in is that it was probably for the best that they made a deal with the Solves because the circumstances that they had found themselves in was a very tenuous situation where they would have to fight off multiple attacks from different factions and I think it was a valid idea that they needed to unite under one banner because if they didn't they were going to get handily destroyed why do you do we know why the fallen decide to divide themselves up in houses like were they always well, that way yeah that's what yeah. I was going to ask too like even before we ever came upon them was was their culture of tribes quote unquote which they call houses that were um, constantly fighting for power? So they were the... If we go back to D1 for the original ones, they were known as the royal houses. Some were royal houses, and such as for the cases of the House of King, they were the elites of the elites. So they were the best fighters, the best builders, or stuff like that. So it was like the royal houses that had the most power were able to flee or to chase after the traveler. Well, no wonder the Traveler left. They were always jacked up. I mean, if I had to sit there and try to babysit a bunch of groups who are squabbling among themselves in houses and elitist and, you know, whatever you want to call them, I'd be like, yeah, peace out, y'all. Y'all ain't ready for me. <laughs> I think it's more of a parallel to what our current situation is, is what they were trying to go at. Uh, um, so... <laughs> I, I, I find it kind of sad that we didn't do more with the House of Dusk. I think the idea of Aldrin back then doing that could have been lots of fun. I mean, where 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 do we actually deal with them? They were the uh, the main fallen faction during all, all the original D two D two story and the strikes leading up to Forsaken, and then okay. after that there was the split. Soldier's just been out there being a jackass this whole time. Sorry, Maddie. I know I, I know you have like a, an Aldrin fetish, but well, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll be okay. Um... If it, I'll just throw out, you know, if anybody ever finds an Aldrin or Crow doll, you know, you know, send the link my way. I could probably make one. Ooh. Yeah, like, ideas. <laughs> like, I could probably find, like, I've been trying to find some more Destiny files to print. I could probably find an older something somewhere to print. I just love his story and the fact that he worked, I mean, I wonder, I, I and this, this does play in, I'm not, like, going totally off tangent here, but I wonder if maybe his time with the House of Dusk and everything that they've learned and maybe he picked up on some of their things where they're like, we just want to survive. We don't want to get together. Cause 
I mean, we only know how they act and talk when we're in battle with each other. We don't know what they're like, you know, in their personal lives, quote unquote. So maybe some of that is what was ingrained into him. And so when he was reborn as a guardian, that's why he's such a, you're, I don't you're know. You his wife when you were reborn, so he wouldn't remember any of that. I yeah, mean. but isn't there some kind of base things, you know, like you're, what you, I don't know, like we're gonna keeping talk your about subconscious. That. We will bring yeah. this up. But <laughs> okay, I, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll do some research, but I think everything's wiped clear. That's why he doesn't remember anything. Um, so let's get to the next house, uh, or the group actually, because I don't really know if this one's a house. Tell us about the score, Nanny. Uh which I love them, by the way. They're just jacked up, weird, like, yeah. Oh, you mean the high fallen? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they are undead fallen or elixir because of how the ether was corrupted and how they were utilized. It basically corrupted them and turned them into undead so for the scorn this goes back to aldrin sov and its creation damn you aldrin sov and this is uh, he's this is also the reason why which also led to house dusk downfall the same kel that sweared fealty to him uh aldrin and I forgot the name of the Kel for the Scourge. Uh, basically, he betrayed the House of Dusk, and he basically killed the Kel. <laughs> and this leads into the event of Forsaken, where he ended up getting jailed into the Prison of Elders. And he was left there, key-locked, but until... The events of Forsaken happened, and we hunted them down, each one. So, and was Aldrin Sov doing all of this kind of experimentation, sort of, with the ether prior to him being put into the prison of Elders? No, uh, I don't think it was from that, but it was. It was after. He got started getting messages from Rivet. Okay, and so that so, all occurred within the prison of elders. Yeah, uh, before okay. a little bit before, because when the ether was corrupted, it was when Rivet started to actually start to corrupt him. Speaking of Rivet, okay. I fought Rivet for the first time with Maddie the other weekend, and that thing is really ugly. <laughs> um, really, I look like the plushie of it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, do you want to be able to go in and pull out the heart and try to run with it? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a really ugly thing. and Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that thing. Um, so the Scorn, uh, these poor Fallen, like we talked about last episode, they were jacked by SIVA. They're undead. Like, is there any, they're taken. Is there anything the Fallen aren't going to fall, like, prey to? It's like, these poor things. Like, you just want to feel bad for them now, but undead like that just has to really really suck i mean if you look at the character art for the planter bears they basically have no head yeah i was trying to do headshots one time i was like wait they don't have any heads um, i was just gonna say as long as they carry those freaking lanterns and and throw them around like i don't feel sorry for them like no you make my life <laughs> well, how do they see where uh, they're going that's why they're swinging them around they don't know any better <laughs> 
they're just like, hey, who's out there? Like, swinging around. Hopefully they hit somebody. It's it's like their version of a walking stick, Maddie. You can't really feel bad for them. And those, well, little, but... those little creepy crawlies that explode, those are like they're seeing eye dogs. They explode. <laughs> hey, come over here. Like, that's that's how it happens. Oh, I don't even want to talk about the exploding little bastards. Because those oh, things. Because yeah. they sneak up behind you. And you're like, what the hell? Oh, my God. Well, you don't want to talk about our Lord and Savior, the Screebs. Like, <laughs> how much must that suck if you are a fallen and you get undeaded into one of those? Like, it's just the 50-50 shot. Like, are you going to be headless? Are you going to be a cool guy that gets teleport? Or are you just going to explode? Like, um, there's no rhyme or reason. I think it's the same as being turned into a thrall. It's not great. Yeah, it's, it can't be any fun. It's like... Ooh, playing the lottery. I hope I get to be something cool. Oh, damn. I'm, a, I'm an exploding imp. Um, well, let's go out with a bang. Um, Literally. Like, yeah, so uh, the scorn, I... What is the the public event on the Dreaming City with the scorn that you have to uh, defend against the three blights and defend the engine? Oh, I forget what it's called, but it's 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 in the Dreaming City. I really yeah. enjoy that one because to me that shows a crap ton of what the Scorn are like. Because you get them all, you get the big ones, the small ones, the exploding ones, the the captain. Like they're all there, and it's just kind of fun. I feel I not. I've not been to the Dreaming City in a whole year. I just have no interest in it. Oh, the Dreaming City is still beautiful. Like I love going there. It's one of the most beautiful places in the game. Um, but that one is also that public event is also on on Tangled Shore. Although I see it most often in what's the area center right? Um, you have to like go up the little elevator to get there. Uh, Badlands. I think that's it. Because it's usually either that public event or the 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 ether one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that yeah, that public scorn. event sucks. Making it heroic, it sucks so bad. <laughs> I, I I like the scorn for what they are. I mean, they're fun. But my absolute favorite addition to Destiny Two is going to be the House of Spider. I <laughs> I just have this thing for gangsters. Like. I love Job of the Hut. That dude is an OG gangster. I love these like larger than life, kind of slovenly creepy, like I'm going to bite your head off type of gangsters. And when we got Spider, I was all on board. So tell us about House of Spider, Annie. Yeah, and how did Spider become what he is? Because he looks so much different than, than the others. So what happened with Spider, he was originally a Hatchling from House of Wolves. He had grown up, and after a while, he realized from the war, like he is, that it was a bad investment to stay with the House of Wolves, seeing as what ended up happening. So he decided to go to the Tangled Shore, and he realized this was like, this is the place to be. It's an in between point between the queen and the t- tower and I have connections to different areas and it's like, it's a great place to get information and it's a safer place than most other. 
what is his connection to the to the prison of elders? Well, like, was he in there? No, but I think he had some so some of the people he was in contact with got sent there. Because I'd always wondered when Marasov did the thing with the dreadnought and Oldrasov did his thing, like the Woken were kind of just leaderless, and so the Prison of Elders were just kind of, I guess, abandoned. Um, I always I think... liked the, the idea of Spider being like the kingpin of the the vault of, I mean, the Prison of Elders from the outside. I mean, from what we've seen, it looked like Variks was the one who had the main control over the prison. If you think about it, because after the events, that was the he seemed to be the main liaison every time he went to the prison of elders. Until he goes mad, they all went mad and, down there. there. There's no way they did it. Until he betrayed. From what we've learned, it, he betrayed the prison of elders, which led to the jailbreak that killed King. Yeah, um, I and Maddie has a, she brought up a good point. I love the the design of Spider, but he does look very very different. He looks yeah. Is he like in? He, did he just get so fat that he put himself in something, or is that actually how his body like transformed? I think it's just fat, but it's also a thing of he's the top of the top, and he has premier access to ether so he's just sitting in his freeze pod slurping on the ether playing with ghosts pulling all the strings yep providing me with much needed coinage (laughs) (laughs) one of the things I really liked when we were dealing with spiders how we tricked him out of the crow um, this is why I always tell people, choose your words wisely. Um, he re- we, we really got one over on him with that that one. And I'm kind of hoping in the end he turns out to be a bad guy. Like, I'm really hoping he's been using us the whole time. And he's got some tricks up his sleeve. Like, maybe he was responsible for all the things the whole time. Like, it was really <laughs> him, the emperor in the corner that never died. Like, you know, something weird. What what do you think the the future spider is going to be, Maddie? Well, at this point, spider has only been there as a place for us to go and you know get bounties. He hasn't really done anything yet, other than I mean, yes, he had he had Aldrin as his basically his slave because he knew who Aldrin was, but Aldrin didn't know who Aldrin was. So, once again, using things to his benefit, but I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see Spider get played out, you know, have have a role again, but I'm just not exactly sure, other than maybe he offers us a little information here and there. I really don't see him getting involved in any conflict or war. I I see the darkness coming and him just gathering up his shit and getting the hell out of here. Um, but then again, it all depends because depending on how things go, like if, if the city falls, if the Vanguard falls, if the factions fall, he may see that as a position of power where he might be able to deal with the, with the darkness. So I'm, 
I'm kind of torn on what I think he might do next. What are your guys' thoughts? I mean, from what we've seen is that after House of Light had gained access to the city, it was his main revenue in and out. So he's like, I'm going to start making runs through the city. So I, and I think it would be good business investment in his eyes. He may come to the city, may not, but if the situation becomes more tense, which I think it will, and some stuff may happen in the background. And since everything is now starting to lead up until the end game where people are picking sides at this point, I think it's going to come to a head at some point. We may get a story plot for it, but which they should, but I think it's going to come to a head at some point in time. Do you think, and when you look at the scorn, would he decide to start playing with Dark Ether? Not really, because of what you see the effects of Dark Ether do. I doubt he would. Because even though Dark Ether looks like it gives free will, I think it's more of a trap from Sabathun awesome. True. It just. Just right, so like if if he couldn't control them, he wouldn't want to change them. But maybe he grabs some and he goes to the Drifter and they work on it because he wants his own guardians. So he'll go resurrect fallen corpses and turn them into little fallen guardians for the House of Spider. And I think the Drifter probably... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Drifter go with that. Like they, they, they all get their little cardboard ghosts just so they feel like they're actual guardians. <laughs> They'll be put on like little strings on antennas on their backs so they're floating around. Like I, I, I could totally see that. <laughs> and I could totally see the Drifter being like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's try it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, with a cause... ship going, I'm ready to get out of here as soon as shit turns bad, but uh, I want to see what happens. That's the director. I want to see what happens. So why not? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, yeah, Spider, I think there's still more to come. There has to be. There has to be. He's one of the major characters. And I don't think he'd run from the darkness. I think he would be like callous and be tempted by it and want to go explore it. Because he's about power. And, you know, that inside track of things. I think there may be some... He may interact with it because seeing as the Guardians are now interacting with the Darkness, there may be some interaction, but it may not be his main stick because it's more of a rest than... It's more of a liability than anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, and with him having so many connections everywhere, I mean, that that's kind of the appeal of the spider is is he has connections with what we would consider the good side, the bad side, and the gray side, because to him it's all a business. It's, it's not a personal thing. It's his business. We're doing trades. I'm making money. So I kind of find it hard to believe that he hasn't had spies out there or connections that have kind of told him what's happening in, in the places where the darkness has started to invade, you know, like um, Mars and, and um, Mercury and, you know, all those places that went dark at the, the end of last year. Um, so I, I think he probably has knowledge of things 
that he just doesn't want to let us know because it's not profitable for him to tell us. Yeah, I don't know. I, That's just what I think. Like, I don't see how he can't know something. Like, I mean, he's got to know there's doubt. shit going down in the city. <laughs> he has to know what Lakshmi is doing and our responses to everything. And, uh, yeah, he's just, he's like the godfather standing and waiting in the corner with all of this massive amount of information, waiting for the time is right that this will benefit him. You're That's right. What I think. I, I'm sure he's ready for something to benefit, but I don't think it's all business for him. There's little things okay. that they may be unintentional when they design these things, but as someone who creates characters and stories, I look at things a little differently. And it's the way he talks to you, his obsession with the ghosts, like he's always twirling with things that aren't of things he can control, basically. And, you know, getting you to go work with the crow and do the Wrathborn hunts and relying on you seemed like it was all a test and information gathering. So I don't think it's all business. I think for him, it's he might be a little angry that the Traveler left his kind still and is trying to figure something out, which is why I think the Dark Ether and the Drifter story, as silly as it was, could honestly be in the works. But it's it's when you go and interact with him, if you listen to the way he talks and the just his animations don't really match someone who's just in it for business. Fair point. I Fair like point. how y'all were real silent there thinking, Really? Are you smoking crack? Um... No, no, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, his obsession with, with the ghosts and, and with guardians, essentially. Yeah. Um so but I still think there's there's a lot of business that he has his fingers in, and whether or not he's and maybe even his obsession with the guardians means he's gathered even more information through his sources that I he's not it's sharing in, because in, it's he's, it's the ends to a personal agenda or the means to, right. What am I trying to say? It's the means to a personal end for him, <laughs> and I really yeah. really hope they go that route. Or something, because I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, I hope he's not just sitting in his lair or his, you know, his little seat in entangled shore the whole time, and then just disappears. Like, I hope we get more from him. I'm expecting yeah. some big betrayal moment too. Like, the crow's really still with him, and you know, he, the crow goes and tells Spider everything, and the spider kills crow again, and we're all like, oh no, and then like things go crazy, like. That's that's the kind of stories I would write. Like you guys would never know what was coming if I were writing for Disney. Like it would be I mean... up and down drama. Like some serious stuff would be going on. Like y'all be like, what? I mean, from the lore books, from what we've just saw from some of the lore books, is that basically the crow basically flipped off the spider. He's like, when no, he... I'm not your servant no more. Or am I? Dun dun dun. Yeah, I was going to say, how many times have we seen movies and stories where two people act like they hate each other, but in the end, they were actually working together, but had to bring the, the aura that they hated each other. <laughs> Shit, in real life. <laughs> True. True story. So it's not impossible. I'm hoping it's not the correct way, because... Oh, Maddie, what are we going to do with you? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's been our first part of talking about the Destiny 2 houses and groups. We talked about 
the House of Dusk, the Scorn, and the House of Spider. Next time, we're getting into Kel Scourge, the House of Salvation, and of course, the House of Light, which I'm excited to talk about because Woo. they're going on right now. Um, so this has been the Cryptarch Historical Society. We hope you guys have enjoyed discussing with us. If you heard something you want to talk about, comment away, message us on Discord. We're all in the Bullheads group. If you're on the Bullheads Discord app uh we are all in the we are all i can't talk again we are all in the same <laughs> clan uh you can join us at bullheads.org find out information about that and just send us messages hey talk about this talk about that or i really like this idea of the cardboard ghost so we should totally do it like whatever we want to hear from you guys um so until next time we're going to continue and wrap up our destiny to fallen houses because i can't say the other word uh <laughs> So for myself, Slayton, and Maddie Bugs, and any, thank you guys for listening. Any last thoughts on this before we wrap it up, guys? Not much. No, I'm excited for the next episode. I think I may have broke them with the cardboard ghosts. <laughs> like, all Scooby-Doo <laughs> and stuff. Like, oh. <laughs> this is what happens. This is what comes out of my mouth when I'm not thinking. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next episode. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.